Aloha kako and welcome to the Menehune Podcast. Chee-hoo! The Menehune Podcast is a weekly podcast where we talk about women and keiki in combat sports and basically whatever we want. Menehune Podcast is sponsored by Menehune Soaps. All natural handmade soaps made with aloha. Menehune soaps, be as fresh as the island breeze. And also buy the Firma Fit Personal Training Group Fitness in Chesapeake, Virginia. The only gym that offers hula fitness in Hampton Roads. Build a strong core, melt belly fat using basic hula techniques. Check out our friends, Madsis Production presents Nothing Off the Table podcast. These guys will talk about anything from flat earth theory to being an LGBTQ serving in the military. So give us a listen on your favorite podcast app. On on your jiu-jitsu world on your side of the continent. Just like happy to be getting back into training, really. It's been good, though. Um, There's We have a lot of uh, competitors out of Houston right now. I'm looking forward to, we have a submission hunter. I get to be really excited about that. A lot of really good fights coming up. Jiu-Jitsu world is pretty good. How is it out there? Um, it's you know what it's it's picking up. We're getting more tournaments now. Um, um the American Grappling Federation (AGF) it was their yeah. second, second year here, third time here. Um, Grappling Industries just came by um two weekends ago, so that was pretty cool. We had a good turnout. Um, Miss uh, Miss Betty Broadhurst was out there. Oh, yeah, I finally got to compete against her and stuff. She's such a sweetheart. She is so strong. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a pretty good turnout. I think we have Naga coming up. Um, DC was just this past weekend. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't a big turnout as it was last year and the year before. I don't, I don't know if it's because of that whole um, now everybody has to be a member for IBJJF or what the deal is. It could be. Yeah, so it's it's just been it's just been pretty cool. You know, I'm just glad we're finally getting more tournaments out this way. Speaking of which, um, Submission Hunter, which is Garcia Promotions, is from Texas, is coming to uh, Virginia Beach at the end of August, and I'm super excited to see some super fights out there because I know there's a lot of really really tough people in Virginia. So I'm excited to work uh, come work there, but also to see it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. So how am I supposed to get on this card? Uh, you apply, my friend. Um, they just put up the announcement about it uh, this week, and then they'll put up the application link like relatively soon. And then anybody that wants to apply for a super fight, they'll match them up. So I'm very excited. Oh, nice. Be doing some commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Probably talking about all the food I miss in Virginia. Oh, man. The food. Oh, geez. The food trucks are popping up all over the place, too, around here. Yes. Making sure I stay a heavyweight. (laughs) Did I lose you? Hey, you there? Hey, yep, you there? Yeah. Okay. All right, I see what's happening now. All right, I have to just keep the phone on. Um. Yeah, man, the food trucks are the food truck scene over here is popping up. Ever since these uh, breweries been popping up. Ever since the what? The breweries. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The little Marco. Well, I mean, yeah, it's. If you're gonna have your beer. You gotta have your food truck. Oh man, dude, I'm telling you. I'm I'm trying to um quit drinking and stuff, but you get a food truck at the brewery, I'm gonna stay middleweight. <laughs> you don't ever have to stop eating though. Drinking fine, but never stop eating. <laughs> I know, right? No, I'm, I I gotta get back down to uh lightweight. So it's dirty though. You know how you're, it is. Um, what's the next tournament you're doing? What are you prepping for? Um, right now we're looking at um Naga. I just I did the grappling industries, which was fun. Um, but right now I'm looking at Naga. I'm trying to stay local. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. 
you know, all that traveling and stuff. And with, you know, with, with us opening um, a new, the new gym area, the schools growing, um, you know, with Ricardo, Professor Ricardo's, um, he's about to retire. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. So that is a great problem to have though. Yeah. Right. Congratulations. I know. Right. It's like, it's like, oh my gosh, dude, you got to come see the gym. It's, it's huge. Well, we will be there in August. So I definitely look forward to it. Yeah. That's, that's super awesome. So what tournament are you uh, prepping for? What are you looking at doing? Well, I was really looking forward to the New Orleans Open, but it looks like they might have removed that one from the calendar. So I know I just saw it a few days ago. They put it up on Facebook saying IBJJF was going to have the first New Orleans Open. And then I look and I don't see it on the calendar. I'm hoping it's still training like I'm training for that one. Um, I won't be able to do Master Worlds this year because of a wedding. So that kind of sucks. But I just I'm trying to get in as many like tournaments as I can before the end of the year. And I know I put one of my um, goals as being to do an international one. So I'll still definitely have to find one to do there. Nice. Let's go to Scotland. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I don't know. They're growing <laughs> a little bit. There's um, Mike and I were just training out there. I can't remember. Uh, under Ben Fletcher. What's his association? It's Cal- Calvante? Calvo? Um but yeah, they're, they're definitely growing. It used to be that there was just like a bunch of schools in Glasgow, but Edinburgh's got schools too. I see like Ben Fletcher's team has just been killing it. So yeah, I would be down for that. Uh, I would find something. Yeah, that'll, that'll be awesome. That'll be like super awesome, man. I just, I got to get my passport going over here. Shoot. <laughs> right. We already talked about this passport we were thinking of getting, so. Yeah, um, it's, it's a Glamis Castle. Um, a friend of mine, um, Jessica Spencer is her name. She's actually, um, she trains at, at, at Diego Bispo Academy here out in uh, Virginia Beach. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I don't think she trains anymore, but I know her son trains over there. But um, she's one of them fashion event consultants. I don't know. She's got her hand in a whole bunch of stuff. And so um, she's having a fashion show out there. This is her first fashion show. And uh, she asked me to go ahead and um, she asked me if I wanted to be a sponsor of my soap company. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let me go get my passport. <laughs> so it should be fun. I'm hoping to get out there. It's time. I know it is time. It is time. So when's uh, when's Mike's new uh, next fight? Is he doing another submission, Hunter? He, yeah, that's the plan right now. Um, he's just he's busy they just he opened up his gym so they're moving their space because it it's growing so he's like right now he's currently looking for a space um to expand his program but god he just he randomly will arrive home and be like hey so i'm doing this super fight that i had no idea he was doing so i'm sure we it won't be too long until we see him on another (laughs) submission on his card yeah how is that gym going he's just moving there like it is yeah he wouldn't been here that long it is definitely growing like he's he's really impressive to me he like he works really hard he hustles really hard he definitely has um like uh he's got a good attitude like, I mean you've trained with him you know he's really good anyway but yeah. he's also just a really good coach so he's doing well they're growing they're growing pretty quickly we have a nice little team going we've just done like our first team promotion so that's really cool to see him uh striping people up and yeah I love it nice so are you uh, teaching any classes there or um only when i get tricked into it uh he's had me uh he's had me cover a few classes where i'm i taught like an ankle lock class and stuff i love my leg locks um and then i'll fill in for him every once in a while but i think that's his kind of hope is that i will teach a few more classes there so i'm getting a little bit more comfortable it's kind of weird i'm like a teacher in everyday life so i teach all the time but for some reason teaching jujitsu is just like sometimes nerve-wracking for yeah. sure yeah it is um i started off teaching the kids yeah kids Less pressure no, adults. <laughs> no kids have no mercy and they have no issues with telling you you did that wrong oh okay yes i did <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yeah they, they do you know and i had i had one tell me um was going over the technique and they're like um you didn't say that the last time and I went, 
okay, what I'm saying it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry about me. You worry about you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, those. Yeah, like I started teaching the kids, and let me tell you, they're 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 right, man. They're right. I think for me teaching the kids, it's a lot less pressure than teaching the adults because the adults they actually pay attention and they stare at you and they ask legitimate questions, and you're kind of like, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like oh, you're a little person. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so it's and it's and it's funny because like sometimes when I do get to teach adult class, I use a lot of analogies that I use with the kids class, and I'm catching myself, and everybody's looking at me, and I'm like, "Yup," you know. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm talking about Lego grips and monkey foot, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Oh my god, that's 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 always fun, man. That's always fun. So, do you guys have um um kids like a lot of kids there? A lot of women training with you guys? Yeah, it's a large. Um, that actually surprised me the most. It's a large women's program. Um, and for me, that was like that was massive because coming from Korea, I had like maybe the women I trained with. I was like two or three women it was always surprising to be at a gym that had women and I and I was trying to explain to him I was like I don't but uh, to Mike I don't think you realize like how big of a deal this is that you have so many women who are comfortable training here because in jujitsu sometimes we're few and far between and like you know how difficult it is to like uh show up at a place and like you're looking around you're like god I hope there's another woman here so like to have a gym where there are women training every single day is super exciting and uh in terms of the kids like they've just that's they've just grown like he's a great teacher with um, adults but he is really excellent with kids like I always try and convince him like you should be a classroom teacher you should be a real teacher you would do great he's like I am a real teacher I'm like right I know that so well in a classroom yeah but you can put your hands on them kids in the classroom (laughs) well I used to to work in uh, Hampton Virginia I remember (laughs) (laughs) You know, when they get out of line and you try to be funny, you can't pick them up by their belt and walk them off the lot, off the mat. Like, you know, look, children. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I remember my first. Oh my gosh, when I first started doing jujitsu, it was like you're lucky to have another woman. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, I remember when I came back. I did. I did like a four year hiatus before I came back, and um. I came back and I stepped in the firm training center and it was me and three other guys. And then as the gym started to grow, it was like me and five other guys. Right. And then like the guy, and it was just so funny because the, the more guys, the more um, the students sign up, the men that sign up there, there were giants. And here I am, this little, this little girl going, oh, man, <laughs> I gotta, I, these are my training partners. They're going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. We we have a, we have a really um, solid um, females coming into, um, we just did uh, a belt promotion last week. So we got a couple of new purple belts, a couple of new blue belts, and then um, we have teenagers too. So we got a couple of green belts and stuff. So it's, I I feel like, I don't know about you, but, you know, I've been doing this since 2008, I think, eight, nine, something like that. And I just feel like this thing, this just a thing here on the East Coast just have grown. Oh yeah. No, no. Jiu-jitsu is everywhere. That surprised me. Like I, um, I was in, gosh, when was that? I started training in, I guess I had to be 2012. So I was a little bit later to it. Um, was it 2012? Am I lying? I started in Korea. Let's see. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. 2012 and 2012 or 2013. And I had heard a little bit about it before. I didn't know too much about it. I kept thinking like, I was one of those annoying people who was like, oh, you do jujitsu and the chopping hand motions that everybody hates. Um, 
just like I remember I, I had I did not want to start jujitsu I didn't want to start training whatsoever I had no interest in that and one of my um one of my teammates who did rugby kept trying to convince me oh try it it'll be really good to supplement your training and I was like nah I don't want to do it I don't want to do it and then finally she said you're right you wouldn't be good at it anyway and I was like oh man the reverse psychology worked I tried it and I was like, I wonder if there's like a lot of people to do this. And then so I started going to more tournaments and traveling more. I thought this is really everywhere. This is universal. I'm seeing men, women, children, like people of like differently abled people. Like it was, it, it's everywhere. And it really is for everybody. I think that's the most impressive part of this sport. Yeah. I, I like, I like the fact that it's for everybody and all walks of life, you know, um, and you hear people say that, but you don't really believe it until you start to see you're like, there's literally not a single person that could not do this. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, even, you know, even when I when I first trained, started training, I really didn't. It didn't really hit me until one of my teammates walked in at gym. Um, <clears throat> Tommy, we call him quarter guard because he's a below the knee amputee. Oh, okay. So he walked out in that gym and we kind of just looked at him and he just got on the mat and just started to do his thing. And, you know, and it's like, for me, it was a little awkward because I didn't know what to do with him. But as soon as he started cracking jokes on his leg, that's all she wrote. That was all she wrote. We all jumped on him. You know what I mean? And, he gave himself, it was funny because he gave himself that nickname, quarter guard. He was doing, um, he was doing um, half guard stuff. Oh my goodness. Ooh, Can you hear me? Holy crap. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. That was weird. It just like went out. Uh, yeah, my phone goes in and out. Um, Like I said, I mean, I think the most interesting thing to see is the kids, man. Oh, yeah. Especially the ones that have been training forever and you're like, you're a little black belt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, impressive. Yeah. They, they, oh, my gosh. They're nuts. They're nuts. Or, you know, the ones where they, they, like, they come in and you can't get them to settle down. And for the first, like, two months, all you want to do is, like, throw them off the mats. You know, just want to choke them. And then all of they a sudden, they, they, yeah, they show up to class and they got, like, discipline and stuff. And you're like, what, what happened to my problem, child? <laughs> That's what jujitsu does, though. I really do think it genuinely makes better people. I mean, not that you're not going to run into, like, let's be honest, there are some not so great people in the jujitsu community as well. But, like, the ones that it's, like, really, really helped are very, very grateful for it. And you can tell, like, jujitsu definitely changes people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you something. Your first tournament, what made you decide to actually compete? so um well tequila actually uh i was out with my rugby team and they were like bet you you won't sign up for this tournament and i was like you're right i won't sign up for it and then they gave me a few more tequilas and they were like well you sure you don't want to do this tournament or you just like you're right you probably shouldn't do the tournament you'll lose and then 
both that reverse psychology and that liquid courage. I was like, you know what? I am going to sign up for this tournament. And then I ended up registering for a tournament in Korea, which was super intimidating. Um, and I just was, I was not, I was not ready for that. I was not, I was not used to that. Like I've played rugby forever and I've been really comfortable with that. Um, cause it's in my mind, I was like, well, this is a team sport. I didn't realize, I guess at the time that the two felt like for me very early on an individual sport, I didn't realize until that first tournament, ah, this is why jujitsu is a team sport. I was super nervous. I showed up with my rugby ball. I'm like walking around holding my rugby ball. And everyone's like, what is that girl doing? My teammates showed up with like signs and posters and stuff. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like I was like, okay, jujitsu is a team sport. Yeah. That blew my mind. So I guess the answer is tequila and, and try to prove people wrong. That's why I signed up. <laughs> what about you? Um, Peer pressure. <laughs> yep. Again. Peer pressure. Um, you know, I everybody was doing it. I was uh training at Outfox MMA. I remember everybody was doing it. It was uh the the good fight. It was the good fight. They came to Virginia Beach Fieldhouse and yeah. they're like, Oh, you gotta sign up for this tournament. I was like, Man, so I don't know, because I don't, you know, I mean, I, I have a wrestler's background and when I was in high school and I always had like these really just bad anxiety attacks. So I didn't want to do it. And then I signed up and I did it. I did it. And you know. How'd it go? It went badly. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. I remember um, my first match was Cameron, actually. Um, Oh, Spider Cameron. Yeah, Spider Cameron. And uh, I felt bad because I just sat on her. Yeah, she's fine. She's tough. Good. <laughs> we're both white belts, and I just sat on her. <laughs> I love that. It just like it didn't. I mean, you know, it was like it was my first tournament, so you know, you just I didn't know what I was doing. Totally didn't know what I was doing, but it was it was fun. Um, and I just and I did another one after that. Um, it was U.S. Grappling in Richmond. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it. You know, I was all hyped up already because you know once you get that tournament bug you get hyped up and you just want to go do your next one definitely um so we went the team traveled to uh richmond uh we did u.s grappling and i remember i swept my division and i did absolute and i swept i came i came home with like a shit ton of medals but they made me feel so bad for all those medals <laughs> it's like you know and that's how I knew that I that's how it that's how that's when I really fell in love with jiu-jitsu was when they made me feel bad about winning you know what I mean it's like oh sure yeah because I'm over here with all these medals it's going clink 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 and they're like oh look at you little gremlin (laughs) you know (laughs) they started teasing me about it I was like I was like man (laughs) you know and it's just like that 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 camaraderie, you know, that that family, that that you know, only jujitsu with somebody will make you feel bad for winning, <laughs> and you know, yeah. and they're like, "What the hell? That just happened." <laughs> no, the whole community is like that. That's definitely the best part about teammates, though. Like, uh, there are very few uh, things that you don't show up to for like a day or two, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, where are you?" Like, you have the jujitsu teammates, like, "Hey, haven't seen you at training in a while. Are you coming in?" So I love that about it. I love that about the community. Yeah, I've been out sick for two weeks. Um, I had a cold one week. I caught allergies the next week, and you know, and um, I still stopped in the gym, but I couldn't train. And they're like, "Are you feeling better? You need to get better." You know, um, Master Cavacanti came down. And I felt, you know, to promote um, Professor Ricardo to his uh, second degree. And I felt bad because I couldn't train because I had snot coming all over the place and stuff. But I came to see him, you know, and he was like, that's important, though. You're just as much like a part of the team when you're not on the mat. And I think a lot of people realize that through injuries or whatever it is. Yeah. Injuries, sickness. It's like everybody, you know, and. um, Anyway, so I showed up and I gave him a hug and he was like. He's like, oh, you you you're not gonna train in this little Portuguese accent, which I can I can't mo- do accents and stuff. And I told him I was like, no. He's like, you know, master, I'm I'm sick. He looked at me dead in the face. He goes, oh, you know what's the cure for that? I go, what's the cure for that? He goes, jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I agree with you, but Professor Ricardo, um, 
you know, it's not going to let me step on a mat and stuff. So, but yeah, it's like, you know, you miss practice due to whatever's going on with your personal life. And, you know, people's always hitting you up like, hey, is everything okay? You know, if they're not hitting you up, you know, they care because they start ragging you. Oh, <laughs> well, you've been hiding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or says that guy that haven't been in a gym in two months, you know. <laughs> so, but, um, Oh, hey, I don't know if you know that. Um, so Professor Lana, Doc, Miss Miss Ricky is training with us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, very excited. Oh, she's, you know, she's just coming off some, I think it was like uh, some knee surgery. So yeah. she's just getting back into the groove of things, but she's still a beast. She, and she's oh. such an excellent ambassador, too. Before I even ever got to train with her, I heard so much about her and like through girls and geese and just things that she'd organized. And yeah, definitely like top notch practitioner. Yeah, we're having a um, speaking of girls and geese, I believe it's the I want to say the 27th or the 17th of April. It's uh, I gotta um, I gotta look at it, see when it's at, but um, we're hosting a girls and geese at our gym this month. So um, Professor Lana and Professor Nicole is going to go ahead and head that up. So it should be exciting because this is, um, you know, Girls and Geese has never came to Virginia. They're usually what? Oh, so that's, the first, that's awesome. Yeah, so. I got to teach my first Girls and Geese out here. That was terrifying. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think I just like referred to the wrong move the entire time, but people were super nice. I'm like, so we're going to do this baseball bat choke from – Okay, this is actually a cross collar choke. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. I love I love girls and geese. I like their mission statement. I like their philosophy. I'm grateful for that. I definitely think that they're a huge part of women's jujitsu growing as much as it has. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I'm going to be honest. This is going to be my first event. Um, I'm actually um, I'm trying to take off work just so I can go to this event and stuff oh definitely worth it and huge props to shama co i don't know if you've met her yet but shama is just yeah, amazing i haven't met her yet but i heard a lot of good things about her fellow hawaiian too yeah this is this is what i keep hearing this is what i keep hearing <laughs> we need more of that you know need more hawaiian women on the mat shoot i'm tired you of being all these really fierce awesome hawaiian women so yeah it, it should be but yeah it should be interesting um Professor Lana also, um, I think it was uh, two weeks ago or so, she got her professor stripes on her black belt. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, you're legit now. <laughs> I'm like, was she legit? I think she was legit before. Like, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. She was legit before, but it was, you know, it was a joke. <laughs> but yeah, no, she, yeah. Um, professor Ricardo and Master Kavakanchi presented her with her um, professor stripes which was really really cool um you know she needed a new belt anyway <laughs> so her belt's all nice and shiny oh that's the best Some yeah those new belts they don't stay tied too well but let's not even talk about my my new purple belt man it's like it's shrinking yeah, how does that feel uh, it's shrinking every time he puts what? a stripe on it it, it shrinks Right. Remember, middleweight, I'm going to be in heavyweight soon if I don't cut this weight. <laughs> See, that's not the strike's fault. That's those food trucks. Man, I'm telling those you. Those magical food trucks. You, you know, and it, um, so, you know, it's starting to warm up on this side. So, you know, they're going to have a food truck rodeo. Oh. Oh, that's a dream. Yeah, food truck rodeo. Speaking of food trucks, so I know you're in, you're in what, Austin, Houston? Uh, Houston, yes. North Houston. Yeah. Um, so my daughter is in uh, Killeen, Fort Hood, Texas. Oh, nice. They have a Hawaiian food truck out there called Keone's Food Truck. You know what? I think I saw that because one day I was randomly looking. I was like, man, Hawaiian food is just really not popular. You can't really find it many places. And I saw there was a, there's a food truck and then there's they just opened like a Hawaiian grill out here, I think. But yeah, it's definitely one of the harder cuisines to find. If you are not in the island, you're not in California, like you are just not finding Hawaiian food. No, you're, you're not. I mean, I'm lucky that um, <clears throat> I have, you know, those 
aunt and uncles that's not really your aunt and uncles you know yeah so <laughs> i have them here so you know or when i'm craving for Hawaiian food i'd be like hey you cooking what you doing <laughs> yeah because you know as much as i can't cook i'm just too lazy to cook so but but yeah i mean i think there's even an l and l out your way l and l driving l and l it's a it's a it's a uh like a Hawaiian barbecue place. It's really popular back home. L and L. Like there's two places when I, Yeah, when I when I go home there's two places I eat at Zippy's and L and L. I'm pretty funny. I always end up back on this topic. We were just doing commentary at one of the submission hunter shows and I think I spent like 25 minutes being like all right lake charles tell me what good food places there are out there this is why i am a heavyweight right now no, all right I'm heavy but i'm about to be a heavyweight after this uh game of thrones premiere tonight and all this food i'm about to cook oh my gosh game of thrones i forgot yes, it's it. back it is back oh. i gotta have a game of thrones watch party so um i need to hit up my friends and see who got hbo because you know this girl only got um netflix in this house <laughs> oh no that <laughs> I gotta hit up a watch. It's the last season, right? I know. Each episode is gonna be like two hours long. I cannot wait. Oh man, yeah. I I got time to hit up my uncle. I'm sure he needs company. <laughs> I'll drive thirty minutes to Chesapeake. Yeah, on a girl. So yeah, submission hunter, huh? So how did, how did you end up with that gig? Um, you know what? It really was Mike. Um, Mike met Eric Garcia. He trains out here at Team Took. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been running these promotions for a while. Uh, Mike met him pretty early on. They were good training partners. And he originally just started like helping set up the shows. And then he started helping organize the shows and run lights and things like that. And he'd always drag me along. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to sit here and watch you guys. I love watching the jujitsu. That's my favorite part. And I was just sitting there watching them break down the shows all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here anyway. Um, and the last show, Mike, uh, Mike Jackson was running a live stream and my mic said, I'm going to go grab another pair of headphones. And he sits down at the table and he's like, okay, uh, we're doing commentary. <laughs> Put your headphones in. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so it was like surprise. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. I absolutely loved it. And, uh, it's, it was cool. It's a different perspective. He's kind of the brains behind it because he knows exactly what's going to happen and what the next move is and whatnot. And I'm just sitting there in childlike awe watching these people with much more exciting jujitsu than my own, especially the kids. Oh my God, just so good. And it's it was a lot of fun. I'm a talker anyway, so I was pretty excited. I was like, all right, let me have the personality. You got the brains here. But it was a lot, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Oh man, those, I mean, those kids, man, it's just, they're amazing. They're just watch. Oh yeah. I mean, even though um, was it uh, U.S. U.S. grappling, not U.S. grappling, but grappling industries. Um, was it grappling? No, it was the AG, the AGF. You know, I um, I was actually working a tournament. I was like, I'm gonna work a tournament instead of training, because you know, life got in the way. So I haven't been training my normal every single day of the week. It was like you. You lucky if you saw me training on a mat three days a week. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was like, well, I'm I'm just gonna work the tournament, and I got lucky enough to where I had the little four to five year olds on the mat, on oh, you sure. know, and I was like, and it was so hard to keep score because it was just so cute. <laughs> yeah, that was so Some cute. Of the savages, though. Yeah. <laughs> And they, you know, coming out there with a the little cute, badass hairdo, ready to do yeah. business and stuff, and you know, and and they both crying on the mat at the, they both crying at the mat. There you go. They're both crying on the mat, you know, after the after the win or the match, and it's just like this is this is way too cute, man. You know, having fun, smiling. Oh man. Can't get better than that. Those are the most intimidating opponents. You look across the mat and they're smiling. Oh God, they're so happy to be here. What's going on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, a couple of years ago, it was uh, my first Bushido challenge. Um, 
I think you were there. That was that was the that was the day we took pictures of our matching tattoos. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, Sandre, he was like what five, six years old. Young. <laughs> yeah, he was a little baby. It was like his first tournament, and it was just hilarious because I'm watching him and he's running around the ref, running in between the ref's legs, giggling and smiling, and he would like take down his opponent. Get up, look around, and smile and giggle and run around the ref. Yeah, and, and he was just like, you know, and it's like we get. I think my, the point I'm making is like we get so caught up with training and prepping for tournaments and with life that sometimes we forget that jujitsu is fun. Oh yeah, definitely. We forget to enjoy it. I see that all the time. Yeah, I think that's why I'm so grateful sometimes to watch those kids matches like those kids go out there win or lose they're smiling and like that's not to say that they don't take it seriously or that they're not tough because they definitely are and I've I've seen kids on the other side of that too very very like disappointed in themselves when they've had great matches but like there's just like they're so much more genuine they're like just happy to be there and I think sometimes we forget like jujitsu is fun like yeah you want the accolades and the Instagram followers and whatever everything else but that's like that's not why you started and like when you think about jujitsu and how like, how happy it makes you, I think that's why it's so nice to see people who love what they're doing, like people who are smiling while they're rolling. I love that. I live for that type of match. Yeah, just the just the passion in their eyes. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's like you you know you know you know when you run into a really good person that's having fun because you're you know you, the only thing you do is talk about jujitsu and just their love for it, their passion and are having fun and i know i i i love that even with um grappling industries you know i was coaching some of the kids oh my god i got one of the kids disqualified <laughs> and you know this is like um this is really my first time actually coaching kids at a tournament so you know um we were all spread um Professor Ricardo was um, competing. Professor Brandon was competing. You know, we just we just went with a whole group of people. Um, Professor Lana was coaching. Like the adults just had to step in and just coach each other. It was really it was really pretty cool. You know, as teammates and stuff, and and the parents. You know, they pretty much. I'm like the kids' coach. They kept grabbing me. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go coach. So you know, I'm coaching these kids and. They're doing everything that I'm telling them to do, and I'm all in shock, and they're smiling, they're having fun. You know, some of them are calling out, coming off the mat crying a little bit, and when they get done yeah. crying, they're like, hey, Coach Lay, when can I go back on the mat? When's my next match? Blah, 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 blah. So anyway, so let me tell you this story. <laughs> this is this is really comical, right? So uh, um, the kid I was coaching was eight years old, and his favorite thing is standing guillotines. Oh, I dangerous. did not read the rules. So I'm coaching him and he's looking over. He couldn't finish up the guillotine. So I, of course, I'm all excited. I jump out of my coach chair and I'm telling him to squeeze and bring his hips in. And I turn around and I look at the crowd and everybody was like, hey, ref, that is illegal. Blah, 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 blah. And then um, Becky, you remember Becky, right? Becky Ross? Yeah, definitely. Becky shoots me a look and shakes her head. And I'm like, what? And, you know, and they think DQ my, my, um, the, um, the kid. And he comes to me crying. He was like, oh, what did I do, Coach Lee? I did everything you told me to do. And I was like, you know, I gave him a hug and I told him it wasn't his fault. It was my fault. And I walked up to Becky and I looked at her. I was like, why didn't she tell me that was illegal? She goes, why didn't you read the rules, Lay? Like? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So she was, giving me, she was giving me shit about it all tournament. She was giving me shit about it all tournament. She kept pointing to the board. It's like, hey, Lay. All right, so all the rules. This is complicated. This is complicated. Yeah, you know? And I was like, I'm like, wow, okay. But what was funny was, you know, he, he was crying. He was heartbroken for a good few minutes. And I kid you not, I turn around, like, maybe five, ten minutes later. He's 
squatting down on the floor with his teammates and a couple of other guys, a couple of other kids from different schools, looking at Pokemon cards. He's just they're just looking at Pokemon cards. They're showing up. He's showing off his Pokemon cards. And I'm like, I'm looking at them. You're like, you know, this is what jiu-jitsu is all about. You go on the mat, you leave it all on there, you get your heart broken, and then you turn around and you just hang out with your friends. I mean, I show my friends my Pokemon cards when I'm done rolling, so I feel like it's only fair. It's only fair. I don't do, I'm, I'm learning Pokemon cards. I'm learning. <laughs> no, it'd be more magic for me. Magic card nerd for life. Yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll like my boyfriend. He plays magic. That's the best. He plays magic. He keeps looking at me. He's like, you should play. I'm like, I'm dating a nerd. I really have you. Um, I keep seeing this, um, this, this thing pop up about, um, the best female competitors in jujitsu. Um, who's your favorite, who's your favorite lady to watch right now? Who's your favorite black belt? Oh my gosh, my favorite black belt to watch right now. I gonna be honest, man. I'm really biased. The only black belt I like watching, and she doesn't compete. She hasn't competed, lady. It's um Professor Andrea. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I did a private lesson with her. She was awesome. Yeah, I I like her. Um I think for me, because of my time constraints and you know, sometimes I can't you know, sit here and do, um, you know, highlights of jujitsu and stuff like that. But, you know, Professor Andrea will always be my favorite. I just love watching her compete. Um, Lana, I love watching her compete. Um, I used to, I used to like Michelle Nicolini. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, so I don't even know. I gotta be honest. I don't even know who's Who's the name out there right now? I am loving Fionn Davies. She's from Wales. Ooh. Man, she is such a beast. Everything I've watched her on, like Polaris, and it's like I feel like she came out of nowhere. Like I saw one of her matches at Brown Belt and was like, oh man, this girl's cute. She's pretty good. And then all of a sudden she's just up here like beasting people. Uh, she just beat Gazari Matuda. She is good. She be her? Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa. I'm definitely gonna have to brush it up. Yeah, I've been out of it for a year, man. Life's been chaotic for a year, so I'm just settling back in. Man, I'm definitely gonna see. But it changes so quickly too, though. That's the thing yeah. that I like about jujitsu is like you blink and then there's somebody else, and then there's somebody else, and there's um the other one I love. I love Raquel Paolui. Obviously, I'm biased there. Hawaiian, I love her. Um, but and her her husband um, Hanato, like they're yeah. man, they're amazing. They have really really great jujitsu. Not yeah, to mention have... super adorable dogs that I see walking around at tournaments. Man, I'm definitely gonna come have to come to Houston. You know, um, you know she she's from my hometown. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's from what we're both from Y and I. Yeah, me, her, Max, and stuff. You know, I've been telling. I didn't telling. Um, I had seen her. The first time I seen her was uh, when she was fighting in Invicta, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, man, and then she fought in a much heavier weight class too. Like she was such a beast. She was. Yeah, the, that was the first time I seen her, and then I started to um, actually YouTube her and Google her, and then yeah, she was a beast on the mat, and I was like, man, her jujitsu is nice. Yeah, she's so dynamic. Her style—I guess I have to stop calling her Raquel Pahalui. She's uh, Raquel Can- uh, Canado now, right? Yeah, so, Canudo. Yeah. She. Oh, she's just amazing. Um, do you remember her in Invicta versus Amanda Nunes? Yes, I do. <laughs> I forget. I forget about that all the time. In um, just like, oh, so so talented. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. I Ra- Raquel. Oh my gosh. And um, man, yeah, she's one of my favorites to watch for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to go come down there and say hi to her. It's like, hey, oh. hometown homies. <laughs> okay, but the award for the most entertaining goes to uh, Gordon Ryan's. They always, always say sister, I'm pretty sure girlfriend, Sunny. Oh my god, if you don't follow her Instagram, it is the funniest, most sexual thing I've ever seen in my life. She is hysterical. 
uh, pretty good at jujitsu too. Uh, she just won on uh, Kazai Pro, Kazai Pro, but she's like, she's definitely one to follow. Has the funniest Instagram I've ever seen, and a really good competitor. Really, Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna like look at her. Nice, nice. But you guys, you guys definitely have more tournaments down there than we do. I like I think Virginia is like growing and there's so many good competitors there you've got so many good gyms out that way like just in general like like in all over it's it's grown so much since we left even um I've been seeing lots of like names from there I love seeing um the people competing out of Diego Bispo's gym um I love seeing the firm growing it's it's like nice to see everybody from Jiu-Jitsu Institute I saw them like recently competing at the DC Open Um, there's just so many competitors in Virginia and it's like people might not think of it as like one of the top places for jujitsu but it's interesting because like that competition spirit there is so like um so ingrained in the people they're like it's they're just like warrior absolute warriors I love watching the Virginia folks compete it's I mean they're tough I know um Colleen's back at it Um, oh yeah Colleen is one of the toughest roles I've ever had oh man she's you know um I finally got to roll with uh, Taylor Saucer. Oh yeah, Taylor Saucer's a beast. She's great. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I love Taylor Saucer, and you know, I have mad respect from her. She's a beast. But between her and Colleen, Colleen was like the most hardest role I ever had. Who was Colleen? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Who else too is really tough? Cassie from um. Uh, Machado. I believe she's still with Machado. Man, Cassie was a tough role. Like, there's all really all the girls in Virginia, though. I, I love that. She's she still on the scene because I haven't seen her lately. I'm not sure. Uh, I know she teaches as well, so this is definitely a busy time of year for teachers. I, I'm feeling yeah. that pretty hard. Uh, but just, yeah, just a beast. I know um, Taylor's been very active. I've seen she's had a lot of matches. I know Colleen's come back from injury, and it looks like she's been doing really well this year as well. Yeah, she's 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 beasting it out. Um, What's uh, we got from a uh, Diego school, uh, Sanika, I believe. Man, Nikki. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, she is. I went up, so good. I you know I've uh, I've competed against her and stuff, and uh, we were both you know we were both in our young jujitsu career and stuff, and she's she's getting good. I mean, her. Um, I think what really helped her out was coming down from um, the heavyweight class to middleweight. That really helped her out because yes. she's so much better now. She's so much more dynamic. She's so I much. I think that like it, it's interesting. Oh. She's one of those people that like she's just so athletic. She's so talented. I think yeah. she could be. I think she could honestly be great at every weight class. I've heard such good things about her, but I think everybody kind of has that weight class that you fall into and you're like, yep, this is it there. This is where I was supposed to be. And she's just been killing it. Yeah, she has. She's, uh, I think she, she took pants this year, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think, she yeah, took, she, or she took a Nogi world. I think I remember that. Um, yeah, I remember. Um, no, Cause I remember it was at Nogi world. Yeah, that Nogi world was an impressive performance. Really, really oh. good. Yeah, so I know she missed. I know she missed the DC Open this past because um, Kabu Khan has a lady that's uh, that's competing now. Um, Nicole Netbecker, Netbecker, I can't remember her name. Yeah, she's um she's a purple belt. Nice. She's um she's she's pretty good. She uh she's one of the coaches there. Um, she's she's a heavyweight. She's in a um about one seventy or so. Oh, you know I love my heavyweights. Represent. Yeah, oh my gosh, she's she's super awesome, such a sweetheart. You know, I've uh, had a pleasure watching her um, compete um, at Grappling Industries, and she's really, she's really grown into her own. She's she's a force to work reckon with. She's also a purple belt, so I was very surprised because you know Kabu Khan, it's usually just you know a couple guys and the yeah. kids. And you know, she hit me up. She was like, "Hey, I'm doing grappling industries." I'm like, "Wait, you competing?" Because you know, and I, I never see her compete. Like, she was always the coach. So yeah, she's she's pretty good. I think. I think now we have a we're having a lot of uh, women competitors coming out of the woodwork. You know, and hey, hey you know what I just realized. You know what we didn't do? What? We didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
long you've been training, all that fun stuff. Uh, you know what? We can do it now. I, I can, I can, I'm pretty sure I'm going to figure out how to edit this. All right. All right. So let's do it now. Hold on. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. This, uh, man, this sickness is killing me. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Menehune podcast. This is our very first annual podcast. I am Leinani, the Menehune. I train out of the Firmer Training Center, uh, Purple Belt and Jiu-Jitsu. And I've been training, I don't know, what seems to be forever. Um, our first guest is Miss Maggie Moo. Say hi, Maggie. Hey. All right. Um, I'm Maggie Moo. I train out of Houston, Texas at Team Took um, under Professor Travis Took. I'm a purple belt. I have been training for how long? Five and a half years, I think. Wow. Time flies. It seems like forever. You know, I, I feel like after your two year mark, it's like you might say forever. Yeah, you don't really keep track of it. You're like, I don't know. Like, I've heard people say, like, if you make it to, most people quit at blue belt, so get your blue belt. And then if you make it to purple, you train forever. And then you go through that weird slump at purple. And they're like, oh, if you make it to brown, you're going to be. So I think they just tell you that at every belt. Yeah, yeah. I'm in that slump right now. (laughs) The the purple belt slump. You know, because you you got that time where you just can't train. And you're like, oh, I didn't get the red. It's easy to get into and hard to get out of sometimes for sure. I've had I had a slump at every belt, but I just had to like, all right, I gotta do it. Oh yeah. And it's funny, the only way you know sometimes you don't want to train, and then the only way to like get through that is to train, and then you're so happy that you train. Like very rarely, I don't think I've ever gone to training and been like, Man, really wish I wouldn't have trained today. Like that's just never been been a thing. But I think sometimes it's hard to like get into the mindset where you're like, I'm tired. I've worked all day. I've worked for eight hours, 10 hours, whatever it was. Now I'm going to go train and try and get ready for this competition. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous sometimes of people who, who get to train full time in a sense, because it's like, well, that is your job and that's awesome. But then sometimes you come from a full-time job and then you have to try and train like a competitor and you're like, man, this is just exhausting. You know, it's, it's funny you said that because I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Um, when I first got into jujitsu, um, actually, you know, I'm going to tell you like my little backstory <laughs> since you told yours. Um, I actually started training Muay Thai. Um, my first coach, Muay Thai coach, um, was actually an ex of mine, <laughs> AJ. Um, we were, you know, we were dating, um, and. I kind of asked him to train me to fight because he was in this slump. You know how it is. You want to be that good girlfriend and you want to like cheer up your man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I asked him to train me and stuff. He was, um, he grew up doing Muay Thai his whole childhood. Um, He did eight years on the Navy boxing team. Um, He's competed in Muay Thai. He's competed in boxing and stuff like that. And so we started training he taught me Muay Thai, and he knew I did a little grappling. So it was like, you know, Muay Thai, a little bit of grappling. We broke up, and um, I remember my daughter. <laughs> this is a funny story. My daughter looked at me one day, and she goes, Mom, what? She's like, Mom, all you do is go to work all day, come home, and drink. I think <laughs> you do too much. You need to find a hobby. And we were sitting there watching UFC. And, you know, I remember Joe Rogan, you know, back then, Joe Rogan was screaming on a mic. Well, he still kind of screams on a mic. Oh, talking about jiu-jitsu. You know, and me not knowing any better, thinking, you know, I mean, I've seen I've seen the old UFCs with um, Hoist Gracie, UFC 1, UFC 2, you know, um, with, um, what's his name? Um, that, that one guy with the the one black dude with the one glove. Remember that was back in the day. Um, the big old, uh, what's his name? Kimo or something? The big old. Oh, Kimo Sabi. Yeah, yeah. You know. So yeah, I, I, I seen, but I still didn't understand what jujitsu was. You know, um, when I was wrestling in high school, I had a teammate. Who did, you know, he's like, yeah, my dad teaches me jujitsu at YNI Boxing Gym. I was like, what the hell is jujitsu? You know, one of those people who did the chopping motions when people told you they do jujitsu? 
No, I just didn't know what it was. Seriously, I was, I, had, I you know what? I'm gonna tell you what. I was wondering if people where they start talking about jujitsu. I was like, I was at one of the oh, you train UFC people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of those, you know. Until so, like, yeah, seriously, I sat there and I Googled um jujitsu and gym popped up right around a corner from my house. Like it was literally walking distance. I called, and the next day, I was taking my first official Muay Thai class. I love that. And it was like, you couldn't do jiu-jitsu until you did, like, six months of Muay Thai. So I did, like, maybe two years of Muay Thai before I even was like, eh, let me put a key on. But, yeah, so, but I was one of them folks where I worked all day. And then I will come and train every single day. Ooh. Every and all I wanted to do was be in the gym. And, and the I, burnout is real. Yeah, and I dragged my daughter every day to the gym. Every day. I even um I remember uh I took I took a hiatus. It was like four years off. And then when I came back, I did um six months at Virginia Beach Jiu Jitsu. Um, your sister school. I think that's where we met. Mm. Yeah, I think remember? So. Yeah, yeah, we met at Women's Open Net. Yeah, I only did like six months there before I went over to uh, Professor Ricardo's place, the Furman Training Center. But I was working full time. I used to. Um, I remember. Yo, I used to show up when I started training at the Furman Training Center. I used to show up after class started. Was that the first the Furman Training Center? Yeah, when it was off a of battlefield. Okay. Were you training at um, Virginia Beach when uh, Phil was there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I started with Phil. Yeah, we had this conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But I remember, like, I used to show up when class was over. And uh, Ricardo was a brown belt then. Him and uh, Professor DeLua and uh, Ryan. Oh, DeLua. He's out yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, they used to, like, I used to show up after class. They're like, nah, we're going to teach you what we taught in class. So, yeah. and it comes. So, when did you make the transition from uh, Muay Thai to Jiu Jitsu? How did I make the transition? Mm -hmm. I got tired of people nagging me to get on the mat. <laughs> so, basically, it worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First you successful know. nagging story in the history of nagging stories. Yeah. I got tired. They threw me a gi. I put on a gi. I was like, oh, this is terrible. You know, my first gi was those. Uh, Remember those old Fuji geese? Oh, yeah, the heavy ones. Gotta respect them, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hated jiu-jitsu. Specifically for that gi. I used to love no gi. <laughs> mm. Now I'm the opposite. I hate no gi. I love gi. That's funny. I like. I go through phases. Right now, I'm, I'm in love with no gi. I think, I think for me, it's fast-paced, and I'm a little late lately. <laughs> So, but you know, the, honestly, the transition was easy for me because, um, because my wrestling background, for sure. So it was super easy. But I still hit pads. I don't mind, you know, hitting pads. Um, I don't know if I ever step in the ring again. Did you have ambitions to? Is that something you wanted to do? Um, what step in the ring? Yeah. I mean, at the time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to our very first Menehune podcast. Shout out to Maggie Moo, Purple Belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, training under Team Tuck in Houston, Texas, under Professor Travis Tuck. Um, this is our uh, very first episode. Um, as you can see, we had a little tef technical difficulties. We didn't really get the ending part on to the podcast so um yeah i hope you guys enjoy this episode it's a very fun episode um any feedback would be great good or bad um if you have you guys have any suggestions on who we should have on our podcast next just go ahead and hit me up and i am leinani the menehune i train at the firmer training center under professor ricardo i'm also a purple belt you guys have an 
awesome day. Aloha. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.